All right, so welcome to tonight's Rising Tide Foundation workshop. Uh, it's been quite the ride so far. I'm really happy that we have a really nice turnout. And uh, we just got off of four weeks of working through the uh, 1791 report on the subject of manufacturers, one of Hamilton's uh, famous reports, which played a major role, not just in establishing the foundation of a new system of political economy that had given more substance to the meaning of the American Revolution since at the time, as we, as we came to discover, the United States was not doing well. Um, politically, it had declared independence. It had been victorious in a, in a six year battle, but economically it was a basket case. There was no industries to speak of. There was uh, Britain having a complete global maritime control of, of trade routes, as well as mostly the monopoly on industrial uh, production. And so the U.S. didn't really have the ability to stand on its own two feet. It was still heavily reliant upon sharecropping, cash cropping, outsource or basically selling uh, foodstuffs abroad for all of their income. They had no ability to pay off those debts. They had no ability to um, even work with amongst the early colonies, right? All 13 colonies were in many ways at war with each other. There was no free trade amongst the colonies. There was no ability to have a protective tariff, even basic things that any nation would need to have to be a sovereign nation, the right to have a protective tariff to favor the, and stimulate the, like the development of local agriculture and industry that was not even there. So um, what was running rampant was the ideological spread of British economics, British free trade in the form of Adam Smith's writings that were being promoted. A lot of the uh, early softer minded founding fathers thought that that, that was a great idea um, and didn't think that there should ever be any type of federal government that could do the sorts of things that we see with the Constitution. Now, unfortunately, um, we see how that could definitely be misused if your if your population ever gets so sloppy with their minds and morals that they allow their society to be taken over by a foreign entity, as has been the case far too often and definitely the case today, then certainly powers of centralized government will be used to do bad things. Does that mean that it is the power of the government that is the fault of the bad things that happen? I would say no. I would say ultimately power is power. If you have wisdom using power, you could do good. If you have uh, evil and folly using power, bad will happen. So the question is, what are we allowing? And as John Quincy Adams had said, the Republic is built only for a devoutly religious and moral people. If you don't have that cultural standard, you might think you have a Republic, but you don't. You're always gonna have some form of demagoguery that is gonna be able to shape the zeitgeist of the masses into a mob, a sort of mob rule and use people without even their will, even understanding what they're being, what they're, what they're being induced to participate in. They don't even know where their convictions come from if that's the case. So there's a lot of contingencies around which like how a republic is, is could work and could and will work, I believe, in the future. Um, so Hamilton was a good introduction. Before that, we read through Lincoln, a speech by Lincoln on discoveries and inventions. We read through some Henry C. Carey. And today, uh, the long awaited entry into the mind of the late great economist Lyndon LaRouche, who died in 2019 at the age of 96. He uh, left uh, very much an intellectual and political legacy that I don't think has properly been felt. And the insights and ideas that he was able to uh, create and apply in the course of his life um, has created a sphere of, I think, potentials for good, which 
strategically, not a lot of people properly see amongst the West, though, as we saw with the Sergei Glaziev speech of not that long ago, September the 10th or 9th, which was the birthday anniversary of LaRouche, Sergei Glaziev, a leading figure in Russia, a, a major um, grand strategist behind the formation of the Eurasian Economic Union, the integration of that into the Belt and Road Initiative, the establishment of a new alternative financial and security architecture, which he has spoken at great length on, a, a, an advisor to Putin. Uh, Glaziev recently gave a, his uh, incredible speech going through his understanding of LaRouche's appreciation for what LaRouche had brought forth, um, their interactions and friendship together. And so you can sort of see, and he also goes through how his compatriots in India and China have been studying these ideas and are applying them as part of their core strategy. So there's value here. Um, so it was difficult. Pascal, myself, uh, Cynthia were, were ruminating over what would be 